<laughs> just saying that, you know. Wow. Like, Details. I just read down somewhere. Talk about this later. Right? I know, right? <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Thank you for having me on today. We're not starting yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious, but okay. All right, y'all ready? That should be your tagline. What? That is hilarious. That is hilarious. That's all you always say. That is hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Everything's hilarious. Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike and Diana, host of the One Life podcast, believe that most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike and Diana want you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life podcast to your playlist that's the number one in e-life available on spotify amazon music apple podcast and your favorite podcast platform what's up y'all welcome to the one life podcast i am mike reed m to the i to the c and as always i have my lovely co-host the beautiful diana from social holly we are in the building you guys and in the lobby we have my boy angelo gant in the house with us What's up, Angelo? How you doing, brother? What's up? But first, we're going to talk about it. Um, If you're feeling down, need to speak on it, business-wise, relationship-wise, just need someone to talk to, you want to tell your story, you want to get your story out, you want to vent, you want to just reach out and just shout out somebody, have good vibes, good conversations, we are the people to come to. You can hit us up at 747-999-8021. Again, 747-999-8021. Or you can follow us on at IG at One Life Brand or hit Diana up at Socialholic TV. Um, yeah. So today, um, you know, speaking about that, um, today we're going to do something different today, guys. Um, I feel an echo in my um, headphones. <laughs> I don't know why. But so today we're going to do something different um, only because I had a, a, another guest I was supposed to have on the show today and... Um, I counseled it because I didn't want to have that conversation today. Today was a conversation that I want to talk about because just like I said in my opening dialogue just now, you know, if anybody has a story to tell or they want to talk about anything, get something off their chest, you know, I always tell people don't hold things in, talk about it. And I, I'm no exception to the rule. So I can't be a hypocrite and not talk about my issues and my stuff. So this week has been, the last couple of days has been a real rough day to me. I had a death in a family. So I'm kind of going through some things. And today, you know, even, you know, Diana, you said we didn't have to do the show, but I wanted to because, like I said, I'm no exception. So I want to talk about it only because there's um, other people I know that go through things like I, I'm going through. And, um, and I brought D'Angelo along because... He is um, a behavior modification modification specialist. Did I say that right? Fair enough. Absolutely. You're an educator. You're also in the real estate. Um, and over the last couple of days, you and I had great conversations. And yeah. I truly appreciate the conversations. And so that's why I brought him on today. And that's why I wanted to do this show today. So the show really doesn't have a topic. 
Um, I'm just going to go go off the Spent cuff, um, and we're just going to talk about it. Uh, but first, um, but first, but first, but first, we're going to get get with Diana with the social holic experience. What's going down in the AV this week, Diana? Oh shoot! So, um, well, I mean, it's my birthday month. Hey, hey. happy birthday! <laughs> That's what's up. Oh my! Oh my! So the thing is, we had a huge fireworks show planned at the AV Fairgrounds, but unfortunately, due to um, some alleged illegal activity, it was canceled. So unfortunately, I don't have anything to really push. Besides, um, after the fourth, on the fifth, they are having the summer concerts, and that is taking place at. I hope I don't butcher this park's name. Tierra's. Bonita Park. So mm-hmm. find out more on Socialholic. Also, AV Hispanic Chamber of Commerce has posted the uh, advertisement for that too. So you need to find out more information. And then, but we also have Cocktails and Combo coming that's up. That's the 14th. That's the 14th? Yes, yeah, okay. so that's next week. That's two weeks from now. But, but, but I, I want to mention it. But I want to talk about that okay. now with eventually events and Liquid yeah. Courage. I mean, you guys do a, a monthly meeting. Um, I always want to talk about that because they're great. Um, it's not a monthly meeting. It's a monthly, monthly networking. Yes, Mixer. Mm-hmm. Mixer. So, so it, it kind of transitions. We either have Coffee and Combo uh, one month at 11 a.m. And then we have Cocktails and Combo the next month at 6 p.m. And then we change locations. So... Um, we really want to show love to the community and the different businesses here in the community. So um, we try to move it around. This time around in July, it's going to be on July 14th at Zelda 750 West. I know we gave them a lot of love, and, and I'm so excited to have it there. Um, and then it is a networking, uh, a, a business networking mixer. So if you have a business and you want to meet new people and, and grow your business, this is the place to be. On July 14th, Zelda 750 West on Lancaster Boulevard from 6 to 8. You do need to RSVP. So in order to do, to do that, go on eventually events page and the link is in the profile. Um, if you are a business and you have a brick and mortar place that you would like to host the cocktails or coffee and convo, please reach out to me as well and we'll set something up. Right now we have on the books already a location for August, September, and October. So we're looking for November and December location. And this thing is just growing and growing, oh, yeah. which I'm excited about because the first one I went to, um, I was really excited and I got to speak at one. Yes. And uh, I, I just love the growth of it, even with the community and everybody supporting it. Uh, Great event, Angelo. You have to come because you haven't been to two one. So um, no, I'd love to. I'd so love yeah, to. I mean, no, you definitely got to come. Networking, meeting people. Mm-hmm. People are my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's so, all our businesses. So that was a social holic experience, you guys. Um, anyways, we are in the elevator. We're going to the top floor with Angelo Gant. Um, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? I am doing well. Um, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be amongst people who are, uh, who care about people. There you go. You know, okay. uh, I think it's important, really, I mean, for all of us to um, to understand that in our humanity, we all go through uh, the same things. Yeah. You know? It's crazy, right? Yeah. You always think it's just me, but then you meet somebody and they're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'm not alone in this <laughs> we are not alone and um in our experiences as unique as they may feel there are other people going through the same things all the time mm-hmm. so uh i think it's important like you said mike to to talk about these things you know mm-hmm. um and for the sole purpose if nothing else so people know hey they're not alone right yeah so um so let's just get into it then um are we staying in the lobby 
No, I already said we was on the top floor. Oh, we are. Yeah, okay. You missed that part? I missed that part. Oh, I missed that. It must have, like, zoned out of the... We got to go back into the elevator, y'all, because we left Diana down in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, so let's, the let's go get Diana. We're going up to the top floor. <laughs> um, you left me, guys. Yeah, I thought you was behind me. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so like I said, you know, the last couple of days I've, I've been having a rough day, uh, rough two days, and it doesn't get any easier. Um, but anyways, um, I just want to kind of talk about it real quick. So my, uh, I was married for 25 years, as some of you know, um, but I'm real good friends with my, um, I, and I got to say it this way because she hates when I say my ex-wife. She she feels like it's so negative. So whenever she introduces me to people, she always says my children's um, father. So I got to get that. Yeah. Well, no, she don't even like that. <laughs> she just <laughs> says my children's father. And I got to I got to start. Uh, and she keeps telling me this, too, because um, I still say my ex-wife. But she's right. It is a, like a negative. Mm. No. So your so children's mother. My children's mother. Um, so that's what I got to say. But anyways, um, her mom passed away a couple of days ago. And um, as some of you know, like Diana, you know, um, I, I didn't grow with a mom. So mm. she was kind of close to me and like a mother figure to me as well. Um, but she passed away suddenly um, Wednesday. And we, we know she had a heart problem. Right. And um, it goes back to when I tell people that we're not promised tomorrow. Yeah. And sometimes I get caught up in that. So Tuesday Tuesday night, um, I got a text from Nina and, you know, she said that um, her mom wasn't doing well. And it, or, or no, she said she she needed a heart transplant and a kidney transplant. So I was like, OK, you know, um, Wednesday morning. And I, I had asked her, I said, so when are you going back up there to see her? Because I, I want to go, you know, because I haven't seen her mom like in a month and a half. I think a month and a half ago, I took her to one of her doctor's appointments. So that's the last time I saw her. And uh, so I was like, I want to go up there. So she was like, well, I'm going to go up there Thursday. And I was like, okay, cool. I want to go. And she was like, but you don't have your uh, booster shot. So I'm vaccinated, but I never got my booster shot. I was supposed to get it last week, but I just been so busy. I just never got it. And so she was at Cedar sinai and they are really strict, she said. She was like, they're not going to let you in if you don't have your booster. So I said, okay, cool. No problem. So yesterday, uh, Wednesday morning, um, I was actually making plans to figure out my schedule because every time I got my shot, I got sick the next day. So um, I said I was going to um, go and uh, make an appointment, but I had to look at my schedule to see what day I can actually just take off and be sick the one day mm-hmm. so I can get my booster shot. And um, Nina had texted, well, I texted her, you know, good morning, you know, and I was asking, how you feeling? And, you know, she was like, oh, mom's not going to make it. And I was like, oh, so now I'm really thinking like, okay, now I really got to push up the schedule to like maybe mm-hmm. get it like in the next day or two. Uh, thinking I got time, right? Mm-hmm. 15 minutes later, she uh, texted me back and said, oh, she just passed away. Mm-hmm. Like, so I didn't even have time. Like, and I was, I guess, ignorant and thinking I had, you know, a day or two or to do something. And like, life is so short, it goes by like that. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's hard. It's hard. You always think, you know, you you've got that other. You got more time. And um, the thing is, like, I think what is a beautiful thing that I heard is that you just took her to the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. The fact that you are so involved in their life after and and it was recent. So I know you didn't get a chance to say goodbye, but 
you you mattered. You were very important. She was very important to you, and that's a beautiful thing. So yeah. that's something you can yeah. always hold on to is that you were. It wasn't like it was a. I haven't seen her in ten years. It was like right, literally right. a month and a half. No, and, and you know you were um, present in her life. Right, and, and you know so. Once she sent me that text, uh, and, and I had a feeling like that day, that morning, because I'm, I'm normally out of miles by 7 a.m., you know, on my way to L.A., whatever, or wherever I got to go. And something was keeping me, like, at my house mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I just had a feeling. Um, anyway, so I ended up, um, as soon as he texted me that, obviously I went straight over there because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my kids still live with her and I wanted to make sure they was okay. Man, wanted to make sure she was okay because me and her are still really great friends. Mm-hmm. And um, so I ended up picking her up um, and I'm taking her to the hospital to see the body. And we, we st- sat up there like all day until they took her down to the morgue. Um, but it was like um, when I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, guys. I just lost my train of thought. No, but you're just mm. saying that you got up early. Normally your day starts and do to do, but you just were kind of. I mean, and it's probably a good thing that you did take a step back on your schedule and you did take a, you listened to that pause in the world and the environment or the, what is it, the, um, you know, the universe that just kind of paused you because you needed to be with your family that day. And I think, you know, that, that you were there for that really hard moment in your children's mom's life when she had to go and see. And I mean, even though the mom had passed, that was another opportunity for her to kind of have her moment to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And that the fact that you were there with her is, is really comforting. I mean, she needed you. You're, you are still best friends, which I love. Yeah. And um, your kids are watching that. You're an example. No, yeah. And, you know, and, I, and on my way there, I had to be strong because I knew I was going to see my kids. My kids are like me. Like, we don't handle death too well. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know anybody so, that handles death well. No, nah, I mean, true, yeah, but, real. you know, it, it's, for us, it's a little different. I, well, I think it is, I'm just, but you're right. Um, I don't think no one does. But the moment I walked in the house, you know, my daughter, she just kind of fell into my arms. And because she, she, my daughter's 20, and um, she, like, we was talking, like, we sat on the couch and we was talking, and she was even like, you know, I thought Grandma had time. Because in her mind, you know, because we were telling her, you know, she, she just needs a heart transplant. So she was like, and she had just, which is crazy, um, just spent a lot of time with her grandma because, you know, my daughter just got her car like, what, a year ago or something like that. So she'd been taking her, if it wasn't me, it was her taking her to her doctor's appointment. And it's crazy because when I was last with her and I took her on a doctor's appointment, she was telling me how um, Kira had just took her to an appointment like a week prior and then even after that appointment, Kira sat with her, like, at her house and, like, for four hours and just kind of talked to her and hung out. Mm-hmm. And she said that meant the world to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, yeah. Kira, she even knew that. So Kira was saying, yeah, you know, I thought she was going to get a guitar transplant. You know, I thought she, we had time. Because mm-hmm. she, she was young. She was 67 years old. You know, it's crazy. And, I, I you know, if you would have had the opportunity to ask her, I'm sure she would say something similar because when – you get to a certain age in your life. Um, the question is always asked, like, what do you, what advice can you give the younger generation? Mm-hmm. Like what? And they always say, slow down. Yeah. Take time to be with family and friends. Right. Make yes. time for your family and your friends, because at the end of it, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And so how true does that 
play right now is that she said that meant the world to her for those four hours with her mm-hmm. granddaughter. And that's something I wish we all could take the opportunity to learn. And even for myself mm-hmm. talking, like my grandma, um, I only have one, my only grandma living. And she, to me, she looks amazing and young, but I'm not given promise tomorrow for her. And so Mm. it's a realization, I think, for everybody to just needs to just take a moment to spend and and really appreciate those that are in your life because we're not promised tomorrow. Yeah. And that's really important, too, because um, none of us are promised tomorrow. Um, It's important to let your loved ones know daily, Mm -hmm. if possible, what they mean to you. Yeah. And express the love with a lot of times, you know, we take it for granted that people know and understand who they are to us Mm -hmm. and how we feel about them. But honestly, uh, it needs to be communicated. Yeah. Because uh, anything can happen at any given moment. And um, similarly, and by the way, my condolences to you and your family. Yes, thank you. And and I I understand um, losing someone suddenly. I lost my mother similarly. she was in the hospital being treated for uh, an infection. They cleared it up. Uh, several days later, we got a call from the hospital, come pick up your mom. And uh, an hour after that phone call, we got another call. Um, we're losing her. You need to get down here. Then there, there came a third call. She's gone. So in, in the time space of a few hours, yeah. we went from going to pick mom up to she's gone. It's an emotional roller coaster. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, in this case with my mother, she knew, and I'm I'm a mama's boy, always (laughs) have been. So we talked regularly, even when I lived on the opposite end of the country. And so because that, uh, because of that closeness, um, it was understood. And even though we were so close, we still spoke those words to each other. I love you, mom. I love you, son. And I think... Nothing can prepare for the loss of a loved one, mm-hmm. even if you, even if they've been sick a long time or whatever the case may be. In the moment of the loss, nothing, no one's ready for that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think it's just important to to express that love. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, you know, regularly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I was, I think um, maybe it was at the place that I spoke at your thing. Um, I was talking about how one of my favorite motivational speakers, um, Eric Thomas, E.T., um, a few months ago, he did a, a video because he had just lost his grandmother. And um, he was saying on a video that, you know, he can sit here and mourn and cry and be sad. You know, and everybody has the right to do that, correct? Um, but he said, everybody has choices. He said, or I can choose to celebrate and appreciate the time I had with her and think about all the good times. And that kind of stuck with me, um, how he said it. And it is true. Like, like I'm so grateful. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm sad she's gone, but I'm grateful for her. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I was able to take her on, you know, one of her last doctor's appointments. You know, I'm grateful. She, look what she gave me. She gave me Nina. Mm-hmm. And out of that, I had two beautiful kids and mm-hmm. have a great friendship with Nina now. And, so, I mean, it's all because of her. So I'm yeah. grateful for all those things. So yeah. it is a choice. But even though it is still sad and it hurts and, you know, we're going through it. And, and let me tell you, going through arrangements should be easy for families. Oh, no, mm. it's so hard. Do you know this morning, I didn't even know where my mother-in-law was. 
like I made arrangements yesterday for someone to go pick her up, like the mortuary, and come to find out, and this is so retarded, there are two mortuaries in the same city with the same name. What? I don't know, it's so retarded. Like, who does that? Like the second, the second one. Well, it's it's like so. There's um, Inglewood Park because you know Inglewood has that that huge park, Mm -hmm. and they have their huge um, cemetery. So there's Inglewood Park Cemetery Mortuary, but then there's the city Inglewood Mortuary Mm -hmm. without the park. I'm like, that's so confusing. Like, why would you guys name it that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only family. Cemetery's the wrong one. She was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but Nina and I was out of phone this morning. We was like, you know what? Just keep her there. We're just going to go with you guys. Wasn't where we wanted her, but whatever. Because yeah. <laughs> we was like, we didn't want no more confusion. And Is she being buried or is it? Um, um, she's been cremated, cremated. But they are going to do a, um, a public viewing. Okay. So she's going to get embalmed and, you know, do the public viewing first. Because she was the, uh, a mother, like the neighborhood mother where yeah. she was. So everybody, you know, is feeling it, uh, the whole neighborhood over there. And um, they they want to kind of pay with their respects. And yeah. so we're going to do that whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, just the whole arrangement thing over the last couple of days has been kind of a nightmare. But I, I've been kind of handling it for Nina because, you know, she's going through it. Like, she's the only daughter. She's the only child, so I, you know, just trying to do whatever I can to, it's hard. you know, ease it, ease it for her because everybody's calling her, mm-hmm. even though she, because she's the daughter, so everybody's calling her. Like I was talking to you yesterday about it, you know, she got family members calling her that she ain't never met before, like so her phone is just going off and off. And I mean, she just needs to turn it off for a little bit. Yeah, you know, get that. I mean, I know when my mom passed, I'm the only child too, so um, it was like work mode in my head it was like arrangements you know celebration of life how are we doing this and there was a lot of um not turmoil but differences of how people wanted because of her religious choices you know they wanted at her church and then they wanted to have you know the people that weren't in the religion they wanted to have it over here and it's like you know and it's trying to follow what they would have wanted you know those of the people that knew the person that passed the most should, should really try to honor their last wishes. And it's hard when family and friends don't agree. Or you get, like we mentioned yesterday, you get people that you've never met or you haven't heard in, you know, from in years, and all of a sudden they're like, why didn't you tell me or come call me or what can I do? And it's like, why weren't you around, you know, all this time? Now you want to call me? Leave me alone right now. Like I need to I need to try to grieve and right. not have your asses up, you know, at my ass, like... Yeah, I had a similar experience when my mother passed. There were family members that I wasn't in touch with for like, years <laughs> since I was a teenager calling the house and um, because they heard of my mother's death. But these were people that I knew as a child, but, you know, we didn't have any connection. Uh, I didn't have a connection with them growing up. And so we're fielding all these calls and and you know that's a that's a, a really heavy and hard thing to to deal with mm-hmm. as well because you're already grieving and and by the way uh, back on what, something you had said before um, about making a choice part of that choosing to not there is an appropriate time to grieve mm-hmm. and you should allow yourself that mm-hmm. that's appropriate and is expected oh yeah um, and I get what you're saying about the choice people handle grief differently right. And everyone has to, um, everyone has their own 
the process. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not defined, you know, you know how you get down when it comes to losing someone. Um, But that time for grieving is important. And it's equally important to... uh, to know when to to move beyond that, mm-hmm. and and the way I move beyond is by choosing to celebrate the life, mm-hmm. remembering um, who they were in life and who they were to you, yeah, and um, the good times and um, what they left behind, their legacy. Mm-hmm. It's it's left in all the conversations, all the uh, the time spent. Uh, the gifts, the exchanges, the meals, and all of these things. This is what uh, what the legacy is composed of, mm-hmm. you know. And so, just because they're not here bodily, uh, what they leave behind, norm- that's the more uh, precious stuff that mm-hmm. um, that you can hold on to mm-hmm. that that keeps them alive within you. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would, you know, grieve as necessary, and um, and then continue. Yeah, because they would want to see. They would want to see you still. And the thing is, I I truly believe they are always with us. And I think they're a part of a lot of our our life decisions and a lot of the things that happen in our life. Absolutely, it's it's definitely that was you, or you know, my mom was watching me on that, or something. You know, I love to know that. Mm -hmm. So, so um, I don't know why I got an echo, but anyway, is it bothering you? And and no, not really. I mean, it is, but not really. Uh, and yes. Angela, I was gonna call you something else right now. D'Angelo. Because you know what? Lately, I've been trying to call you by your your real name because I know I gave you the nickname D'Angelo, and every time I try to correct myself, something else comes out. But um, <laughs> a behavior modification specialist. Um, before I go c- continue talking, I just want to know, like, what what explain that? What like what exactly is that? Well, it entails. Okay, so I, I worked a long time with um, um, school uh, school kids, um, K twelve, and in uh, special needs and and, and uh, similar programs. So behavior modification is about uh, helping a student, supplying a student with the understanding and tools to modify and change behavior patterns. So. Um, for me, um, what I can tell mostly, uh, and, what, and what I discovered ultimately is that changing the behavior of a student versus an adult is the same process. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, identifying you know what the issues are, and then uh, adapting a way to address them. But it it has to come from a the way that I operate. It has to come from a, a knowledge base of understanding of that individual. So. I cannot just impose um, cookie like template, cutter approaches. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a template situation. It's, per, it's by, by case by case. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, working with autistic students and students with cognitive and, and various uh, behavioral uh, uh, disabilities, you know, uh, it's a case by case. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things I do is try to learn their way of communicating, learn their language. Mm-hmm. And because it's natural to want to get them to get on board with your your way of communicating. But most of the time, they, they're not ready for that. They can't do it. Mm-hmm. In some cases, they can't do it at all. So you have to adjust to them mm-hmm. and create a bridge, yeah. a bridge of understanding. Hey, I'm here to listen to you. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. you know, help me to help you. But in order to do that, you have to um, you have to put yourself in their position. 
Um, and a lot of times you're working with, I was working with a lot of nonverbal students. And so um, they can't just simply tell you what mm-hmm. they want. You have to watch their, their uh, mannerisms. Yeah. Yeah. You have to watch them and then you, you have to watch the responses and then you have to create um, a, a way to understand what they need. Um, what a process though, because they have to feel comfortable with you, which means you have mm-hmm. to create some type of, Friendship, I would say, or some type of trust balance. It's a trust bond. Be able to get to get to that level where they can feel close enough to show you how they communicate. Because I think a lot of kids that are not nonverbal or that artistic, they're already on like their own guard. So many other people have tried to talk to them and deal with them and teach them, and they're just kind of like, here's another person. Maybe they're not really in tune and trying to get you know, that bond until you break that barrier. So I think that's such a process, which we, you know, we just talked about processes last week. Exactly. It's and a process. It is a process. And and a major component of that process is building a relationship with mm-hmm. the individual that is based on them. Mm-hmm. And it's unique every time. It's a different, a different uh, setup every time. So, um, and the hope is that over time, and consistent diligence, you know, you can get to a place where the behaviors begin to subside because I'm providing tools mm-hmm. for them to use um, that will replace the acting out behavior. Mm-hmm. Then the positive outweighs the negative. And reinforce positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And those, those are those are elements and tools that you put into play to support the change, you know. So we so instead of catching them doing bad, you catch them doing good. Yeah. And and I've similarly it works the same way with adults, you know. Yeah. Right. And dogs so, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can teach everything. <laughs> so even like so like even kind of like what we're talking about today and what kind of what I said, like in my open a dialogue, you know, I'm trying to get you know, more people to kind of talk about, you know, what's going on in their lives or whatever, whatever the case may be. I mean, so it's kind of touching on that too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think, as I mentioned earlier, you know, people, people do people stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And we are all experiencing this, this life mm-hmm. in the way that we're all experiencing it. And at times it can feel like um, you're alone yeah. in, in that, mm-hmm. in that process of, living this journey and nothing could be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is we're all more interconnected than some would like to believe mm-hmm. our experiences here in this world are, 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 we have way more similarities than we do differences. differences. Absolutely. And, and most of those similarities connect in our, our connected humanity as human beings these are the things, these are life issues that we go through. Mm-hmm. And it's not unique in the sense that um, it's unique in that it's happening to us. Mm-hmm. We feel that it is directed at us. And at times it can feel exclusively directed mm-hmm. to us, but that's not really true. So um, I think it's important to to be able to communicate, hey, I'm going through some shit right now. Yes. Have you ever been through this or can you identify with this? You know, um, going through uh, divorce. I've been divorced. I have children, by the way, they, and they're living out of the country. Oh, my goodness. They're living in uh, Belgium right now. And I, you know, I miss them tremendously. But unlike 
you know, what you were telling me about your situation with your, wait, I don't say that. Children's mother. The, the, your children's mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, my, my children's mom and I don't share that, uh, that closeness. Mm-hmm. And so it's a different, there's a different uh, feeling about, but now for me, um, I, we're still connected mm-hmm. and forever will be. We have children together mm-hmm. and they're young adults now. But I think uh, it's helpful to still be able to talk about these life events mm-hmm. and and share share your feelings. Um, you know, I think there's there's a you know people talk about uh, economic uh, deficits and but I think one of the greatest deficits that we don't often address, and I think it's the major one of the major deficits that really exists, is a uh, a deficit of love. Yeah. A deficit of empathy. Mm-hmm. I think these are major deficits in our world that uh, ought to be addressed more than they are. I think they're being addressed more now, mm-hmm. um, but I think there's a lot of work to be done there. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so like yesterday, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a therapist, and uh, not not for myself, I just happened to be talking to her, and we were just talking about how. Um, People go through things, right? And it's okay, like, and she's kind of similar to me because, like, I was telling her, like, if one of my friends is going through some things, like, I'll give them, like, five, ten minutes to vent, right? And But then after that, it's like, okay, now it's your choice if you want to stay in this zone that you're in or this negative space that you're in or you can come out of it and we can talk, but you're not going to pull me into your negative space. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going into it. Like, you got to come out of it, mm-hmm. right? So, but for me, it's like, dude, and she she kind of echoed the same sentiments. Like, she said she does the same thing. She told people, like, look, we could talk, but let me know when you're out of your rut and mm-hmm. come to me. Now we can talk, but don't pull me into yours. And, you know, so she was saying the exact same things. But is it really a, like, everybody thinks it's, like, the things that we go through are bad. I don't really like looking at it. From that perspective, right? Because right. I, right. I, I think for me, I believe I can find the good in everything. Because everything to me is like a lesson. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though it, it seems like it's, we get frustrated, we get hurt, whatever the case may be. But for me, I always try to look for the positive in it. Like, okay, yeah. what's the lesson can I get out of this mm-hmm. and move forward? So I don't look at it like my mindset is not a bad thing. I think you already did that today, though, by saying... You, you were reminded how precious time is. Right. So that was your lesson is that time is precious. So now you have me thinking like, I need to call my grandma. Right. You know, I need to, I need to call some people and be like, Hey, you're on my mind today. I just want to tell you, I love you because I'm not promised. Right. So I think that was the lesson that I learned from it. And I feel like you kind of cop captured that too. Um, just to get back to you really quick is the love you're talking about self love. That's a whole nother whole topic, but that would help get to that mind frame of what am I learning versus why is this happening to me? Right. You know, um, the self love and building that is going to help the maturity go towards something like a more positive mindset. Yeah. Cause you know, I think a lot of times we, we get married to outcomes Mm-hmm. And, and expectation of oh, outcomes. Expectation is the worst. Yes, you know, and and what I found is that um, it's it's it has worked for me to not be married to a specific outcome, because you know you don't really know, and and somebody you were alluding to before. 
to say a certain outcome is good or bad, it's kind of prejudging the actual outcome. The variables mm-hmm. you're not able yeah, to There's so many variables. Yeah. And, right. then, and then you don't know what your ultimate takeaway is going to be from that situation. It could be something completely, yeah. completely different than what you thought, expected. It, from. It, it, absolutely. It could be, it could be mm-hmm. life-changing. Um, and it could change your mind about many things. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with what you're saying. Uh, it's not to... Not to prejudge too harshly the the happenings of life. Um, instead, embrace the journey. Yeah. Because yeah. there's more to come, and we don't know we don't know how long we have mm-hmm. on this earth. But I, I, what I do know is that um, we have a choice. Mm-hmm. We can choose to engage and embrace the journey, and and not be so ultimately concerned about the outcome. Because you know, life happens along the way. Yeah. Right. To various destinations. Out of your control, and, and I think communication also helps with that. I think if you're talking to the people or or you're you say what you want to happen in your life, I would like to be this. I would like to be here. But of the journey that gets you through to that spot, you might end up there. But all the little the little road. Yes. Uh, what do you call it? Detours. that yes. happens. You can't plan it. You no. And, and you know what? So yesterday what I, tell you, I was talking to my friend and I'm not going to say her name because we're not supposed to say names. But, um, <laughs> uh, so again, she, she, she has, she's a therapist and cause we was talking about the books we read. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about that. Like how what you just saying, like it is a journey. Right. And like how I am today, um, I appreciate, and I, oh, I was talking to you about this last night as well. I don't know why it was a t- this topic yesterday, but I'm not the same person I was five years ago, ten years ago, right? But everything thing. that I went through, mm-hmm. like all the books I read, all the situations I've been through, made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Like, and we could we really did talk yeah. about that, right? We, we, we talked about. I'm not imagining this. No, we we really did because we talked about um, you know my relationship with Nina. You know, why I got a divorce and why I chose, you know, chose to leave and, you know, went through the stuff that I went through even after that. What I do it again, I don't I don't know just yet. I don't have the answer to that, but I do know that I'm grateful for those decisions, even though it was a hard decision. Like what I was telling you last yes. night. It was a hard decision to leave her and the kids, but it made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm so positive. And, you know, it's just a part of my journey. Right. right. And, it, and it and it really brought mm-hmm. all four of us together closer. And I've seen the growth in Nina. I've seen the growth in my kids. Like we all like went up levels, mm-hmm. like huge levels. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell, like if you knew us five years ago, like we wasn't like that. Like yeah. we went up levels. So I have to look at that. I have to look mm-hmm. at the, the greatness that, you know, we all kind of accomplished over the last five or six old. years. Yeah, we all yeah. did, you know. Um, so you shouldn't yeah. be able to recognize yourself five years ago. Like right. I, where's that post uh, or Instagram that's like, um, the the girl that posted on you know Facebook in twenty oh nine or whatever two thousand nine is not the same person I am today. That's that should be a true statement. Or like Absolutely. I don't know who that person is. Yeah, you shouldn't. Like if you're still that same person, twenty you know five years ago, ten years ago, you need to to, to look into that because you should be growing. You should be evolving, maturing more. Mm-hmm. self-love more love for humanity empathy and dealing with things like absolutely. you should have already learned some skills that have changed you right. from the person absolutely. you were yeah. 10 years ago yeah. and, and and you know that growth choosing uh engaging in that growth process it's a choice it is a choice you, you have to choose growth you have to mm-hmm. choose to move beyond where you are even though it may be moving into the unknown and more times than not it is mm-hmm. moving into the unknown but 
I think part of embracing the journey is being okay with not knowing what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Right. But engaging in that process There's anyway. There's so much behavioral aspects to that, though. Absolutely. There's the fear. Yes. Fear of getting hurt. Fear That's of actually number losing, one. Right? Yeah. Fear. And I'm not a, I'm not a specialist, guys. So. <laughs> hey, she no. dying is hot. You want it. You want it. No, but like, honestly, like, okay, so, you know, my background... Diana at 15 is not Diana who you see today. The people that I used to associate with are not the people that I used today. But I had to make a choice to say, I don't want that life. I I want something different. Not to say it's better or worse. It's just, I don't, that's not my path. Right. You have people that are in the same house, same lifestyle, same mindset, 40, 50 years. And I know some people and I'm just like, did it never like what is are you happy? If you're happy, yo, you're happy. Right. But are you happy in and everything like you went through, you went through a lot and you're still the same person. Right. You're still in the same, you know, mentality, same people that you associate with, and it's not getting you anywhere. Are you happy? And I feel like that's the biggest thing is the fear of mm-hmm. The next step. Right. The unknown. The unknown. Or like in relationships, the fear of being committed or the fear of of putting your heart on that table or, or giving your heart to somebody and not and just watching them and if they're going to hurt you or not. Right. The fear of taking a risk in business, you know, there's that. And it's like, how how can people that are not comfortable, how can they overcome it? What is something that mm. a tip that you can say what to do when you have that moment of fear? Okay, so fear uh, fear can be paralyzing. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. It can, it can be paralyzing. And what I mean by that is it can stop you from making any decisions. Literally, physically stop you. Physically stop mm-hmm. you. Mentally, emotionally, psychologically stop you in your tracks. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, beca- and, and the fear, um, so in order to move beyond the fear I believe it has to start internally. So here's here's the deal. Um, we need to identify and become uh, um, acquainted with our real selves, who we are when no one's looking. Yes. Uh, we have to deal with our self-talk, the things that we say about us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have to be willing to let go of all the other things that we've learned that others have told us about us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's that's what... That's deep. This, hey. That's like upbringing deep. That's like yes. childhood. Absolutely. That's hard. And, and, and we have to go there because that, um, that inner self, the healing begins inside. It's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't begin externally. It's a journey inward. And that healing take, that begins internally will manifest on the outside eventually. So, so we have to, in, in short, I'll say it this way. Um, we have to first learn how to love self mm-hmm. properly. Mm-hmm. And, and then, honestly. And honestly. Mm-hmm. And when we engage in, 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 in self-loving activities, which, by the way, are not selfish, 
It's not selfish to Going to karaoke yourself. every week is not selfish, guys. Okay. No, it's not. On the record. And, you know, it's my self-love. Nor are gin and tonics. But um, I think that... <laughs> <laughs> and margaritas on the phone. <laughs> so, so as it's we, a form of self-love. Well, you know, and look, going... Uh, <laughs> We're music people. Pat, Manny Petties and massages and all yes. these things, you know, it's it's a part of a, a, a wellness routine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I walk, I walk, I walk a lot. But it's... It's part of my uh, physical well-being, mental health. Um, it's what I do to take care of Angelo. Mm-hmm. And so we engage in things that we should be engaging in things that um, that uh, are part of our self-care routine. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and another part of that is it's loving yourself, loving your mm-hmm. shortcomings, mm-hmm. seeing who you are and recognizing where you want to be and loving yourself through that process. Mm-hmm. I think it's major to, if you can That's why do I that, said you have to be honest with yourself yes. when you're discovering who you are. And there's not always not a hundred percent pretty picture, right? There are no. some parts of you're like, Oh no, that's me. You might be and horrified. The way you said manifesting, which and I won't go too deep in that because I'm, I'm huge in manifestation. That's just, just, just recent for me. Like maybe the last two, three years, I'm like manifestation. That's where it's at. But you literally, the whole talking to yourself, if you talk to yourself negative, that's manifesting the negative. If you're talking to yourself positive, even if you're telling yourself, oh my God, I'm so stupid. That's a negative manifestation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, like, absolutely. I can't believe you have. And then when you catch yourself saying that, and this is a routine, this is something that, that doesn't happen overnight. It takes years and time for you to constantly, when you catch yourself talking negative to yourself, you have to say, no, Diana, stop. Right. That's not, that's not the truth. You are not stupid or you did not, you know, whatever, you not fuck this up royally or whatever. You know what? Everything can be fixed. Absolutely. You are not stupid. So like it's changing the behavioral thought. And that's, that's the pattern switching up that pattern. So when I say to myself, um, you know, Angelo, um, man, you really suck at this. Okay. Now you suck at life. Now, no one else is here, and that's pretty harsh, right? Yeah. But who, we are our toughest critics, mm-hmm. right? And so what happens is uh, when in our self-talk, we are going to believe what we say before we believe what anyone else says. Mm-hmm. So now in that self-talk situation, you're saying to yourself with your own voice, I suck. Mm-hmm. So your subconscious is going to take that in and say, oh, we suck. We suck. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's that, right. it's that um, even even your thoughts, is, it's energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So your thoughts, um, and that's why I tell people, even when you have, you ain't got to tell people how you feel being negative. It's, even if you're sitting there looking at it's someone, thinking about it, you're putting that negative energy out there, right? It's but, losing off of you. Well, it's like they say, like people have, have a great million dollar ideas mm-hmm. and they're thinking about it. And then next thing you know, you know, two months later, someone invent something and right like, i that was my idea it's because you put that shit in the universe we heart right. <laughs> it went out, it there. out there yeah so but i, I want to rewind and, and talk about the the fear um touch on that real quick because uh mel robbins is one of my f- other favorite uh, motivational speakers and mm. she does a thing five, called four, five four three two one yeah you know it very well mm. uh, but she she also talks about how um we have uh um, habit loops in our brains, mm-hmm. right? And the fear comes from our brains really do things to protect us. So, like, if you're if you're doing something and, and your habit loops kick in, or if you're doing something new and you hesitate, that's just your brain saying, "Hey, that's not in our habit loops. We uh-huh. don't do that. So stop." 
Mm-hmm. Right. right. Even though that's it's not bad. Like, right. It's not bad. Gym no. is not Because your, your brain don't really know that. It no. just knows that you've never done this before mm-hmm. and you hesitated. Mm-hmm. And that's what your brain is looking at. Like, yes. you hesitated. Yeah. So your brain is like, whoa, stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why she came up with that thing, five, four, three, two, one. She's like, don't ever hesitate and think about something. You just got to get up and do it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, your brain is going to kick in and it's going to stop you from mm-hmm. doing it. Right. And that's that fear. Right. Right. And, and that, that has to do with... Um, uh, programming or reprogramming. reprogramming, yeah. Because what you know, uh, because once you're once you're uh, set off into uh, our, as we often are creatures who have it, we have mm-hmm. our habitual ways mm-hmm. of going about living life. And when you when you when you find and when you're when you interrupt that known program and you're rewriting some stuff, but you may be in the middle of rewriting these things. So, mm-hmm. so the brain goes, wait, what is this? Mm-hmm. Right. Wait, what, this what's is what we do. Uh, this ain't, wait a minute, this yeah. ain't, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know? And, and so that comes, it, we, we understand that in the feeling with the feeling and in shape and form of fear and doubt mm-hmm. yes. and confusion yes. even sometimes oh, yeah. because it's, it's a process of it's, you're in the middle of a process of reprogramming. Mm-hmm. And so you have these old ways that mm-hmm. are trying to just roll on through. But you're like, wait a minute, you're interrupting that with new information. Mm-hmm. Because with and new it's information. it's so hard. It's so, oh gosh, I mean, yeah. I talk about it all the time and I, I just said it, blurted it out. But like, even getting up to go to the gym mm-hmm. is a five, four, three, two, one thing for me. Because my mind's like, you're not a morning person. You don't want to get out of bed. Right. Why do you, you don't even know what you're doing at the gym. You're going to look like a freaking <laughs> idiot. And all that stuff starts playing. I'm like, I'm not going to forget it. And so even though I'm still dealing with that right now, I'm being completely transparent. Like there's every morning it's a battle and I haven't been really going consistently. And I, I'm consistent since consistently, but I really want to. It's that comes in my mind every mm. time. Like I have to reprogram myself. I have to yeah. reprogram myself. So it's, it's also acknowledging what you need to do. And right. I think that's important is I'm not in denial. I know I'm, I need well, work to work it's, on it's, this. Again, it goes, <laughs> it goes, it goes back to what we're saying. It, it's a journey. And that's what I was talk, talking to my friend it's yesterday. Yeah. That, uh, about yesterday that, again, I'm not the same person I was five years ago, but everything that I go through, every mood swing that I go through every day, you know, all the, the drama, the obstacles, you know, it makes you who you are, you know? So you do have to embrace the process, even though some days they suck, right? But right. you got to acknowledge it. You got to understand it. They don't suck. They're just a challenge. Don't right. suck. Well, That's a negative. That is true. True. It's challenge. But what, you challenge know what? isn't always a bad thing, so let's say challenge. It's a challenge. Like it's a challenge. But like, you like know, like I tell people, like, because people always say, like, oh, my life sucks. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, it's not your life. It's your external. And I talked about this on what, three shows ago. It's your external circumstances that's mm-hmm. what's making you feel that way. But life is beautiful. Didn't you have it on one of your shows, too, that, like, your day doesn't suck or it's, your life does like It's just t- t- today, tomorrow. Yeah, it's like, the moment. Yeah, it's, it's just, just a moment. moment. Yeah. yeah. And you said that. So. Yeah. And you know what? You hit on something important. You said, uh. So your life circumstances at the moment can the suck. External but circumstances. External, but yeah. your, your life circumstances are not your life. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just things that are happening those in are, and around right. your life. Remember we just talked about it. Like those are just so many, you know, factors we can't plan yeah. for. Like right. As a coordinator, that's really hard. It's really hard to not be able to have this structured path of like, this is how we're going to do this and this. And, right. and I told you today, yeah. I, you know, all my, most of my weddings, I cannot promise 100% perfection. Like to this morning, you know, I thought I was going to wake up, have a cool morning and just come here, do this show, right? But when I picked you up, yeah. then even when I called you, I was like, dude, I'm putting out so many fires. And I went to go pick them up and then I had a notepad and I'm not supposed to be 
driving and texting, but look, I'm, I got a notepad writing and driving. I got people on the speakerphone. Like, huh, I was putting out so many Calls fires on the way here. Like, <laughs> I know. I was surprised he didn't call me this morning. I was like, because I couldn't. I had so many other calls I was doing. I mean, from the time I got in the car, the phone, the other line kept. Yeah, Yeah, I was just putting out so many fires, and like, it was like, oh god. So you just can't help. You just got to go through it. But I I handled everything. Everything was great. Like, and you know, and that's that's all you can do. You just you know wake up every day and be the best version of what we are, and or try to be. You know, I try to be the best version. Today than I, or a better version, I should say, than I was yesterday. Yeah. So, Angelo, we're, let's talk about you for a moment. Like, let's talk about who you are. How did you come to California? Why are you here? No, D'Angelo. <laughs> D'Angelo, karaoke name. D'Angelo, D'Angelo. I've kind of, um, I've, that name is growing on me now. D'Angelo. I know. It is. <laughs> changed his own. I know. He, like, he's reprogramming, right? Oh. Into a new 21 process. days. 21, 21 days. I know, right? And so... No, so who was Angela? You know, I'm... Where'd you grow up at? I, I'm from... Uh, my origin story begins in Chicago. Southside. I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Uh, Robert Taylor Projects, which don't, they don't exist anymore. But my family, uh, we lived in on the south side, in the city. And uh, I grew up in a single-parent home with my mom and my sister and my brother. I have a brother who's five years older than me. And Are you the baby? I'm the middle child. Okay. Oh, you got middle child syndrome? <laughs> Just kidding. That's why he's a behavioral therapist. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, we grew up in, in um, you know, meager circumstances. My mom was, uh, my parents divorced, so I grew up with my mother and my stepdad, who, you know, he was, he was, he loved us. He did the best that he could. A Vietnam veteran uh, and Purple Heart recipient. Awesome. So, we grew up in a city and in a culture where uh, we had, you know, neighborhoods and families uh, where... A village. Uh, it was a village, mm-hmm. yeah. And so so my upbringing, I, there was so much diversity surrounding me throughout, throughout my life that um, I had this feeling of when I think of people, um, I, I grew up, I went to school with the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people from all over the globe. And so and it's very culturally rich, very um, 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 uh, rich in, in arts as well. Chicago is a great art city. And so um, I grew up in public school. I became a musician, got involved in band. I was a band geek. I love I loved being band geek. It was great. Music changed my life and the trajectory that I was on. I was always a good kid, but, you know, having those influences in Chicago, hey, I could have gone either direction. The gangs and drugs and all kind of stuff going on. It was all there like a buffet. But I ended up... uh, (laughs) Have a plate. Have a plate. Have a plate. Have two. And so I I latched on to the whole uh, classical music thing since 14. And I, from that point forward, my mindset was different because I had a focus on something that wasn't... And really, it wasn't typical because I was most of the time. Classical, that's very odd. Well, well, and, and I didn't mention that. So you, for years, you was a, a Trump, Trump, trumpet, yeah, trumpet, trumpet player. player. Yeah, right. I, I started at 14 and I, I went through high school and I went to college uh, as a music major, a performance major on trumpet. And most of my uh, most of my life from uh, since high school has um uh, in some way, shape, or form, has been uh, around, surrounded by music, uh, 
and classical music mostly. Did you travel, like, play at different theaters? And Yeah, I, I did a lot of playing. Um, uh, mostly I did lots of gigs where I would play in weddings and such cool. and um, uh, performing with ensembles like brass quintets and uh, orchestra, chamber orchestras and uh, wind ensembles. And it's just part of, it's part of who I am. That's awesome. it's, it's been all integrating into. So, so I come from that background and then, you know, got married. I also have a military history. Um, and so I think, I think I, my, my story is one that, again, it's not so unique to, it's unique to me because I'm Angelo, but it's an experience that I think a lot of people have had growing up in a culturally, ethnically diverse environment, um, having found some talent and some hidden abilities, you know, that were, uh, that were nurtured out of me. And um, I now, I have two children. I was married, I'm now divorced, but I have two sons uh, that I alluded to earlier. They live in Europe and Belgium. They live in Brussels. You get to see them? Um, on video. Okay. And um, they'll be back in the country soon. But, you know, when I look back on my journey, mm-hmm. the reason I am the person that I am is because of what I've, uh, the journey I've had. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes every individual unique. I think it's the journey. Yeah. It's the journey. Because I said before, you know, life happens along the way. So this Angelo, there's been many different versions of this guy. Mm-hmm. From inception to now, uh, there was a there's a version of Angelo that was really, really good at loving on other people, but wasn't so great at loving himself. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn. I had to figure that part out. How is it so easy for me to be affectionate, loving, caring, forgiving to every the world? But I could not forgive and love myself at all. They didn't mm-hmm. know how to do that. So what got you into, because uh, you went from playing class, classical music, military, using the Navy, correct? Air Force. Air Force, sorry. Yeah. Air Force. Air Force um, Did you fly planes? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> but you, you're, you're also an educator, you know. Um, yes. So how, how did you get into the whole educating thing? Well, I think my, for me, my mother was a very, was an avid reader growing up. And so my sister and I were, we were exposed to, so for fun, we would play dictionary games. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is the geek side of me that I, I'm, I'm embracing my inner geek right now. This is my and so we, we, were, we would have spelling contests and, and things like that at home, but it's because my mom was such an avid reader. So Reading became a part of my life. And mm-hmm. so the whole education thing, it came, it came into play for me because I like to share information. Mm-hmm. I like to share. I like to help people. And so it, was, it wasn't a purpose thing that happened. I kind of really, I fell into education. And um, I'll say my love and gift created a space for me in that. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's. Would that's you say it. that's your passion? Uh, education, in and of itself, I have a profound respect for education, and I have I value education, formal and informal. Not all education that is of value is formal education. Mm-hmm. So education comes in many forms and shapes, you know. And, and um, the biggest and most important one I think is self education, mm-hmm. the willingness to to engage in and in, in invest in oneself. For growth purposes, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but I know I think my greatest passion it remains uh, people. 
I care about people. Awesome. People matter. And, 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 and that's what um, kind of got us together. We met at karaoke, obviously. Yeah. We meet everybody <laughs> at karaoke. <laughs> we always meet everybody at karaoke. Is that the only place we hang out? I mean, <laughs> it sure seemed like it. And, you know, and I, I was, and this is really interesting because we met at karaoke, but I wasn't doing karaoke. Yeah, he wasn't doing karaoke. Like, But we started talking and he yeah. told me how he was playing music, whatever. And I was like, oh, you know music? Go up there and sing. sing. <laughs> As a classical musician, they have nothing to do with anything oh, else. And, and so I realized for me, I said, listen, I love music. I play, I performed on stage playing trumpet, but it wasn't the same for me, the idea of singing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. I understand music. Right. You but, understand music. But, uh, and I can, I can read music and, but uh, singing was not my MO, you know, mm-hmm. so to get on stage and say, even for fun. And so, that, and that's that classical brain. It's not for fun. When you're on the stage, it's about business. You got to get it right. <laughs> you got to get it right, you know, because we don't cut you otherwise, you know. And uh, so but that's got to be somewhat of the opposite for you for karaoke, then, because there is no perfection. I mean, you're not expected to be perfect or good. Not at all. But that, that's that's the growth part because he stepped out of his element. Yeah, his I had to zone. grow beyond those mm-hmm. those limited expectations and learn how to embrace the new thing, mm-hmm. go through that process. And now, now at this point, I love doing karaoke. Good. I love it. He it's, go, uh, it's he, so much fun. He does karaoke everywhere. Look at you. Yeah. He does karaoke everywhere he can. He's like you. Like, give me a mic. What you saying? I don't know. I don't know yet. Just he don't know. He just. I just get up there. Let's go. Oh, let's go. <laughs> oh, we should karaoke that together. <laughs> that would be fun. The duet. Just be like whatever duet. Oh song. man, you know somebody did that the other day, and I thought that was so courageous. I'm like, oh well, so you just gonna let them choose the song, and you don't oh, know? She's I start that. You, she started that. My thing. So someone's copying. Yeah. It was a. It was a KJ Latifa. She oh, was nice. doing. She oh. picked a song for someone else. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a, and it's. Don't get me wrong. There's. I'm not sitting there like. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm like. Oh shit. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. a song I don't know. Exactly. But then I have to like. Who fucking cares? Like yeah. I'm not gonna pay for this shit. And and no one's sitting there like she. She better fucking nail that. No, no. <laughs> you I'm know, gonna have to say something if she doesn't sing that well. Like I mean, you get the crowds like you better sing it, girl, or something. I'll, I get that, but yeah. like. Honestly, it's just fun. There's times though, like I like I mentioned the last podcast, I was like, I shouldn't have sang certain. There's sometimes I shouldn't sing because there's a whole another person that comes out. But (laughs) hey, no, all in all in fun. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great time, and for me, it's another uh, it's it's another way that I can engage socially with Mm -hmm. because I love connecting with people, Mm -hmm. and that's just a whole new a whole new. way to connect for me and it's been wonderful for me to how do engage. you how do you network are you comfortable being the conversation starter or are you kind of allow people to to kind of nab or uh magnetize towards you i have no problems at all connecting and initiating a conversation now this is interesting because mike's been talking to me about these things too now it's different for me connecting in person it's it's what i've always done um i you know i'm my uh, my the mother of my children used to tell me she said you know you don't know a stranger if I do if I meet a stranger we're only strangers for like five minutes. <laughs> You're friends with everybody. Uh, and you know and, and I, I I have this ability to connect to people, but um, where my challenge lies now is ha- taking that same um, that same skill set and applying it uh, through social media. Mm. 
So uh, I have social media accounts, but I'm not, I've not been the one to create videos and this type of thing. However, I could stand in front of, I'm used to performing in front of a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. But there's something about that, uh, hey, let's, let's make a video and talk to people about something. You there, there's a, there's knowledge, a, like, what, did, what, what, what's my name? <laughs> <laughs> what? And then it's like, what do I say? So I'm sitting at like at a table, um, or in a, in a, it doesn't matter, a bar or whatever with a perfect stranger. Oh, I can, we can talk about a whole bunch of stuff. And, but I guess the formalizing of that, okay, now let's, let's have something to say. Now, if, if that, I had a, which if, meets the masses, right. And see, that's why, and that's why it's such a crucial element that mm-hmm. I need to conquer and master. Yeah, because he he's in he's just got into real estate, right? Mm, so he's out here doing yeah. real estate, and he's on these social media. But I'm like, but you're oh, you're not you active. Definitely have to start hanging out because like, we have so much real estate and everything. I mean, right. Just no, he he uh, hung out with Glenn the other day. Glenn yeah. gave him a tour of the oh, building yeah. and everything. Right, yeah. So yeah. him and Glenn are good friends now. Yep. Kudos <laughs> to Glenn. Yeah, you might. No, I was kidding. Yeah, no, Kudos. Left me out. <laughs> no, no, never that, never that. But it's it's funny because then you have the opposite people, right? Yeah people that are so comfortable in front of their phone and like talking to thousands of people on social media but you get them in in a real people environment and they're like the shyest person yeah. they're introverted and you're like wait a right. second you're like insta famous right but yeah you can't come here and talk to anybody and it's it's finding that happy medium on how to be a people person on all types of platforms and in person absolutely something that it, it takes time and it takes process Mm-hmm. process and 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 courage, courage. <laughs> and will and determination <laughs> and uh you know and and so this this is one of the present challenges that are before me right now that I am going to conquer but yes. you know like I said it's it's one of those it's it's a process mm-hmm. and this is where I am in in this process you know and so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to growing beyond these uh Boundaries. Temporary boundaries. Temporary well, boundaries. Uh, no, me too. And um, so we, we run, kind of running out of time, so we got to kind of close this up. Um, but first, you know, I want to actually um, say happy birthday to your girl, Amanda. Amanda. Happy birthday. Amanda happy is birthday. super cool. When is her, when is her birthday? Her birthday is today. Is oh, actually so today. We've been celebrating oh, it. Okay. <laughs> no, you have, and that's why. And I meant to say this earlier on in the show. Give a shout out to Amanda set over at Sassy Couture. Happy birthday to her, because you guys been going hard the last couple of days. Yeah. So she gets the first week of July. I get. Well, we both are but birthday month girls. Like we both take the whole mm-hmm. month, but um, usually I try to you know give her time in the beginning of the, right. of, the, of the month, and then my my husband's birthday is the fifth, mm-hmm. so I give him the day, and then the rest of the month is mine. Just no, but what, when, when's your actual birthday? Mine? Yeah, the ninth. Mine's the 10th. Oh, the 10th. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking the 9th. Because okay. I have my celebration on the 9th. Oh, the celebration's but on the 9th. Because okay. it was a Saturday. I was like, I want right, to right. on Saturday. Okay. My birthday's on Sunday. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited. So we know we got a. We got so, a another anniversary, Liz Mariah. We got a busy week uh, next week. We do. I'm yeah, excited. I'm so. excited too. Lots of fun. But thank you guys. Um, for your conversations, for coming. Thank you, Angelo, for coming. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you guys Appreciate it. I actually had a um, great time um, today. Uh, it helped me a lot. So, you know, a lot of people um, that's going through things, you guys, you know, reach out to us. Don't hold things in. I mean, we're, we're here for it. Um, I feel a lot better, to be honest Good. with you. Because uh, I, I was a little nervous yeah. this morning. I was nervous yesterday when I told you this is the show I want to do. 
Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know how I was going to handle it. And even like yesterday when I was kind of going through it in my mind, you know, I kind of broke down a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if I can do it. But I, I had to do it. Like, yeah. uh, so I got up and yeah. I did it. I had to do my you five, did. four, three, two, one. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's part of the healing process. Yeah, it is. And, and, I, and I feel good. Uh, especially you, D'Angelo. De- He's saying D'Angelo. <laughs> it's a done deal. You're, De- you're, you're D'Angelo. Fuck it. You're D'Angelo. But um, no, but thank you, though, because over the last couple of days, you know, even, you know, when people are going through things, I mean, reach out to somebody. I mean, we just met, but me yeah. and him, I feel like me and him got a great friendship right now. Yeah, and absolutely. we've been having a lot of great conversations over the last two days. Yeah. And I truly appreciate this gentleman. I believe God puts people in your life for absolutely. a reason. He definitely put him in my life for, you know, um, doing this time. put us in each other's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, at the perfect time too, and I appreciate it, and, I, and it doesn't it, it doesn't go unnoticed, um, and I appreciate Thank your you conversations. Uh, I appreciate you too, and you know what? Everyone else who's listening, reach out, speak out, let somebody know what's up, what's what you're going through. You know, 100%. they may have a word for you, yeah, and you may have something for them. But we all in it together. Yep. Yeah. You just Absolutely. took my you just took my outro, but I love oh, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, obviously, you know, we got a call in number, so you guys use it. Uh, 747-999-8021. Again, 747-999-8021. Leave us a message. We'll call you back or, you know, if I happen to pick up or, you know, whatever. If you um, want to be on the show, let us know, too. No, absolutely. Anybody that want to be on the show and, and talk, you got a story you want to tell, you got a topic, a conversation, you know, we're, we're, we're for it. Um, we got we got a next show. We got a special surprise for you guys. Um, I'm not going to talk about it yet. I was supposed to talk about it on this show, it's a surprise. but it's a surprise. So tune into the next one. Yeah. Um, follow us on IG. My IG is One Life Brand. Diana's at Socialholic TV. Follow us, comment, like, you know, what we're doing. Uh, Socialholic TV, we're still working on that. Um, I, I, I got a pieces of the. <gasps> you got to see a little bit. Don't be lying. Oh. That smile right there is just tells me you'll see. Yeah. Okay. You saw it too? No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, hold up, Headphones off and I'm calling nah, it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways. Um, <laughs> We are in the elevator. We're going down to the lobby again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Diana, as always. A lovely, beautiful Diana, you guys, from Socialholic. Thank you, uh, Angelo Gant. Mr. Gant. Mr. Gant. Appreciate you, brother. We will see you next Friday. All right, y'all. Peace out. Next week. has a unique gift and mike and diana host of the one life podcast believe that most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are mike and diana want you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself the one life podcast unites the world through art fashion music and film it inspires motivates and creates positive energy love and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all on the one life podcast they cover topics like building relationships overcoming adversity habits of healthy people and much much more we only have one life to live be yourself and live your truth add the one life podcast to your playlist that's the number one in e-life available on spotify amazon music apple podcast and your favorite podcast platform